What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Hydra and Friends podcast. Today, I have a guest, my friend Andrea. We're going to talk about her life and we're going to give lots of positive messages. I always get so inspired and end up with such peace after having conversations with her. I know you guys are going to like this episode. The sponsor of this episode is Jairo Lopez Productions. If you need any video photography services in Toronto, look up on my website. It's in the show notes, jairolopez.com. Uh, uh, also, if you're interested in any prints of astrophotography, I take photos of the stars. You can buy some prints on my website as well. I hope you enjoy the show and thank you for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. I am here with my friend Andrea and we're just going to get to know her a little bit and talk about her experiences. Welcome Andrea, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an exciting start to the day, so thank you for having yeah. me very much. So. so I picked up Andrea, went grabbed a coffee, we just had a little hike in one of the parks that I enjoy. Funny little thing and we're mentioning it's good to know that there's still really good people and there's still a positive vibe to Toronto. Uh, we we're putting some stuff in the car before we went on our hike and we left. We just came back to the car and realized the passenger uh, door was Andrea left open. Le Andrea, Andrea left, left the, the door passenger open. Door open. We're gone for maybe an hour, but it's fine. Nothing happened. We're protected and people in Toronto are not as bad as people may make them seem to be. Well, so I, 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 I just like the fact that, um, you know, here we are in Toronto, many people milling around and we could still find goodness about it. We could still find the fact that cars wide open, chargers, everything is in the car. And we, we came back to finding it um, a little bit mortified because it would have been my fault to, um, completely. But I'm going to turn around and say that it was because of your presence that I got so distracted that, <laughs> you know, I ended up leaving the car door open or uh. so anxious to get our conversation started. But um, I'm going to say also because we are in nature, it allows me to kind of take a deep breath. So I forget about everything when I'm in nature. And uh, this is no different, you know, like I've always tell people that if you ever want to talk to me about an upsetting um, topic or anything like that, you would do well to take me for a nice walk and let me hug a tree before you actually d tell me the conversation because you'd fare better with it. So, yeah, very cool experience. Um, good to know that there are still so many. And I, I, I walk it every day, you know. It's a big deal to... Um, pick up those good moments and, and you know because we can all get bogged down by the negative so yeah good start on our walk yeah it's a good positive uh, beginning of our day so I met Andrea I don't know how many years ago through a friend uh, I usually do some photos at some of the events that this uh, mutual friend kind of does and we've always had really good conversations uh, at those events and there's something about Andrea that the way she expresses herself just literally touches my soul and it makes me remember that everything will be okay. There is just the way you carry yourself is just always with love at the forefront and I admire that so much and I appreciate it so much. So on the last event that we saw each other, I kind of... I was at a weird stage or I was in a not a funky mood but I was I'm dealing with stuff that was kind of putting me a little bit off and it's like you picked up on that and the conversation the things that you were saying your body language even just a touch when we're talking that just kind of like reframed me and it, it reminded me that everything's gonna be okay and you just God just like went through you and just deliver this message that I needed to hear um, that's something that I know we touched up on that you are put in places where you're there to provide this kind of 
sense of hope to somebody that needs it or didn't even know they needed it. <laughs> right. And then you're just there and they don't even know why you're there. You don't know why you're there, but you're just so present that you just you're just doing it. It's like intuition. But for for me, I, I've always found that showing up, you know, in presence, especially when you're meeting people, it's not always a comfortable thing. Mm -hmm. But um, where the comfort comes is knowing that um, we're probably all going through something and, and, and recognizing that some of us handle it a little bit better. Um, there are times that we have to draw on our experiences from before. So for me, one of the biggest things when I meet people, I don't, I try not to judge them. Right. And, um, and every time I've, I've, I've done that, just being open to what this person is going to say. I've learned something from it, um, you know, and, you, you know, you might not always want to hear what that person has to say, but when you walk away and you kind of listen or think about from the conversation, you thought, I got something from that. Um, and that has always been easy. Like, I mean, we've all grown up. We've all seen a lot of... Um, hurts and ups and downs and everything like that but I've just found that it once you've overcome certain things it's so much easier to stay positive than to revisit it right because every time you revisit it you're kind of reliving it and you're not doing a healing right there's actually even I, I've heard what I was watching a podcast I think it was with Joe Rogan and he had a doctor and he was actually explaining something about that our brains and our body doesn't know the difference whether this thing is happening yes, in real yeah, time or was, or was a memory very true so when you remember something traumatic very true. your body doesn't know the difference so you're actually reliving very whatever true. you went through um based on the way you kind of deliver this message and stuff when was the first time that you realized that you had this i would say gift or you realize that you're always put in this different situations where you are there to deliver a message. I, I honestly don't think I realize that. I think what it is is just me mm -hmm. being, you know. Um, I, I don't mind listening to that person for that five minutes or whatever the case might be. I, so I don't, it, it's, it's feeling humble that so many people feel comfortable to say what they do say to me. I think that's pretty awesome. And as I've gotten older, it, I've become more aware of it, more aware of how much um, it is needed for someone just to hear you for that five minutes or that two seconds. And I've been put in many situations where I've been given that opportunity. And I don't, I don't take it lightly because it... For people to be able to say what's on their mind to a complete stranger takes a little bit of courage at times. Right. And because I guard that and I'm humbled by the fact that you feel comfortable enough to share some of your most intimate stories with a complete stranger like myself, mm -hmm. it's, it's humbling. Right. So as I get stronger in me in, in, in a sense where, you know, a lot of these situations or interactions not only help the person, it also helps me as a person in, in growth. So it's a win-win situation in some ways. Um, am I going to tell you that I'm always nice? No, that's unrealistic to be honest with you. But I usually can suss out a situation pretty accurately within seconds of meeting you. And um, um, being in the customer service realm for like 30 years, I always call it, I've been to the best university. Right. And, and the University of Humankind is one of the best universities you can go to if you are willing to tap into it. Because, I, I mean, I can tell you about most cultures. Not, I don't know it in depth. But I'm comfortable enough to know that if I want, I can ask someone. See, for example, you, you tell me about things you did in Colombia. If I didn't understand it, I would say, hey, tell me about it. Right. Um, I don't just assume that I know. And I can only 
if you don't even know yourself, how are you going to know another human being? That is so true. I always crack up at that, you know. People always say, I know you. I, you know what I want you to know. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, anything else, whether or not you go and you're looking up or do whatever, that's just gossip because I didn't tell you personally. That's and you're going to put your own spin on what that is. So always better to get it from the source's mouth and even even then sometimes you don't get the real deal so it all depends on how comfortable you are and how you make that people person feel right you know i think um as you said in the beginning of the podcast is that we've crossed paths on many different occasions and one of the things of um as you also mentioned that you know you do photography and things like that and doing photography you you tend to see beyond the camera mm-hmm. or beyond what's there and um i've seen a little bit of your work and what i do like about it is the fact that you capture that essence or what's in the person's eyes because most people if you look don't look you in the eyes when they speak yeah so they miss half of the things because they don't look you in the eye. Yeah, and like communication is like what seventy percent body language. Yeah, mo- it, it it's 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 so funny how many people do not look you in the eye when they speak. I do, and people get that, intimidated. Uh, yeah, like people are intimidated or or they think you're being arrogant in that manner, and it's like no, I just actually am tuned into you. To find out what you're all about. That's the most, the best sign of you being present with that person. Absolutely. You're looking at them. You're listening. You're, you're just not waiting for your turn to talk. You're actually processing what they're saying, what they're, what saying. they're and what you're feeling, and then, in turn, giving your response. Um, I want to bring it a little back. Tell me about like your childhood, growing up uh, in your hometown, and then making the move to to Canada. Well, how was that experience? I wouldn't even say it was it was uh, traumatic because we, um, I literally we came to Canada, and within two weeks I was in school. Right. So, um, was it a bit of a call? Uh, how was the culture shock? I guess from uh, from Jamaica to to Canada. I wouldn't say it was much of a, a culture because a lot of people, you know, it's so funny. Uh, they forget that we do speak English regardless of right. whatever it is that they think we speak. Everybody wants to do the the um, the the lingo and the, mm-hmm. the kind of twangs and everything like that. But I never grew up speaking like that right. because that was just not my, um, that, you know, I don't know how else to talk. <laughs> you understand? Like that was just my thing. But um, aside from the fact that... Um, all the slang and stuff like that. Growing up, it was proper English. You were taught in school. Actually, our education was a lot better than when you when you first started learning here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I always found that is that always, because they didn't understand certain um, dialect or whatever, they always thought you didn't know what was going on or you weren't educated. And yet, we could probably tell a lot more than the teachers that were teaching us at the time. Um, but, you know, adjusting was, was, um, I didn't find that much of adjustment. What it was, it was the first time you actually pinpointed out the differences or, Mm -hmm. or learned about, um, racism in a sense where, you you know, was, was when you migrated to Canada, it was nowhere else. And it was all of a sudden you're thrown into a situation where you're, uh, maybe the only um, child in, in, in from a different culture in the midst of all these people that are trying to navigate themselves um, grade four and five and all of that stuff. And how much do you know at that point? You really don't know much other than the fact that um, someone might look at your hair and think it's different or do whatever they can. So we're all navigating at that point. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm so thankful for having... Um, you know, the mother that we had and her tenacity to be able to just her vision was just awesome and and wanting different for her family and I think a lot of that came from her tenacity 
her her willingness to um, look after her family and do whatever she needed to do. And, and you can't help but have that rub off on you in some way or some capacity. So however that manifested itself, you know, I'm still learning. Right. Don't know. I keep saying, let me know what I need to do when I grow up. I joke around that all the time. So we're still growing up, you know. And hopefully we always continue to grow up. So, you know, I, I always tell people I'm a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Just like you're a work in progress. There are times where you're better at um, equipped and handling what's coming at you. But um, as we age, I just realize that the more you actually sit back in your quiet moment and kind of do it for yourself, the better off you are. And, and I don't mean you don't need people in your corner, but I just simply mean that when is anything you have big and and you will hear this left right and center keep your money to yourself what you make to yourself keep your ideas to yourself and yet you want to share them but when they say that is not to not share them when it's cooking keep it to yourself yeah um because so many times when you are trying to do something different or make a difference um, you know, there's all those people with their well intentions, what we might say, um, that put that little negative spin on, and what is it you're trying to accomplish? And especially in an infancy of whatever it is that you're accomplishing, those little negative little things can influence mm -hmm. what, what you, the outcome of that is. It's like some of those things they might say might plant a seed of self-doubt in what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and it, saying that, it actually come, comes up to one of the my least favorite types of personalities to deal with are all those which, which are universes full of them, the passive-aggressive personality. Mm -hmm. as, as I'm, I'm sure you've heard me speak of that many, many times. Because I'm direct... And it and it comes on certain things and and or I am tuned with people and they're I I, I you see, see through the I bullshit. See through you the see through the bullshit. Oh, you, oh there's my god! No, there's no there's, way to there's, hide. There's there's it, 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 it's it's phenomenal. Like how many people think that? Oh my god! It's like those moments where they think, Oh my god! You can't see me. I've got the eye, my hands over my face, and you really can't see me. But in actual fact, when you tune in, you see them clearer than they've ever seen themselves. Right. And um, and I, I mean, that might be fact for me, too, and someone else looking at me. And, and you know, you've heard that terminology. It's, it's often what they don't say that is the most telling. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not above thinking that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the shit. It's not that at all. I'm just saying that. I've come comfortable in in my skin where there are times, yeah, yeah you're going to get down, but nobody brings me out of that other than me. Right. You understand that? Loud and clear. People think it's surrounded by other people or or I want to hear the noise or whatever. No, it's it, it's those moments where you're actually quiet and, and, and it's actually a choice to be happy right. it's a choice it's a it, I, I, I didn't turn around and tell you all of a sudden miraculously my my life has become fabulous what it has become fabulous about is the fact that I choose to be happy yeah because however you're feeling whatever's happening in your life however you're feeling it's not going to change yeah. what's happening it's how you navigate that day navigate through let's say in the morning you wake up and you're like fuck I'm not feeling today at all but you have that choice to be like okay I know things might not be great but I'm alive I can breathe I have like I, I was given a chance to try uh, I think that changes the way you're gonna navigate and like let's say every morning my drive out of Toronto it's stressful lots of dummies on the road 
I can choose to be that guy that's pissed off and road raging, blah, 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 or just be like, you want to cut me off? Go ahead, man. You're in a better or you're in a bigger rush than me. We always have the choice to kind of give back that hate that you might get get in the morning. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, this gentleman, uh, he was trying to cut me off, couldn't. Then he decides to, we're on Lawrence Avenue. Uh, I had to wait for my turn to go around a bus. He decides to pass by. He flips me off, hits on his brakes. I almost hit him because he deliberately slammed on his brakes right in front of me. And then further ahead, he stops the car, gets out of the car and starts yelling at me, calls me uh, derogatory thing. I'm LGBT. And so he's like, oh, you're an F-bomb, whatever. I could have chosen to give back that hate and probably get in a fist fight with this guy. And I'm like, you know what, man? Have a good day, buddy. And like, just I let it go because I'm not going to bring myself down to his level. I'm not saying that I'm better than him. No, no. I just feel, I'm like, I feel, if anything, empowered. Com- empowered, but I feel almost compassion for him because I'm like, dude, you're definitely going through something that you have so much hate that you're literally getting out of a car to yell at this skinny uh, brown kid that didn't do anything wrong and you're literally trying to assault him. For what? Because you couldn't get in a lane? Like, come on. Well, well, in in a situation like that, you knew it was bigger than... Um, that really had nothing to do with you at all. Exactly. It it, it really didn't have anything to do with you. Because to go from zero to 60 in that manner and wanting to start a fight at 10 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. that was not about you. That had to do with whatever he was going through. And had you engaged him, you would have been no better because you've taken on someone else's fight. That was not your fight. Exactly. And I find myself to be... I. I've learned to not let, to take on people's energies. Because at one point, I would get affected uh, very, very hard by people's energy. So if I was in an environment that felt toxic, I would not become toxic, but I I would take that and feel down about myself. But then, like you mentioned, it's not about me. They're going through their own thing, and then I have to make the choice to take that energy or not. I know who I am, and... Like I said, I, I was raised in a way that I was always show compassion, always show love, no matter what. And that's what I did that day. I'm like, buddy, you do what you got to do, man. If that but helped you by yelling at somebody, hopefully your day goes better than, I, than what I, 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 I really, um, it's, it's funny because it, had you been in a different frame of mind, that would have been a different outcome. Yes, if I didn't choose to be happy that morning, exactly. I would have got out of the car and probably got on a fist fight. And, and, and in actual fact, what you did was um, you de-escalated the situation yeah. by not engaging him. Yeah. Um, there, I, I mean, you, you learned that the hard way. I mean, there's been times that I'm sure that we were not that great in, in, yeah. in other circumstances. But as you age and as you... And, and I'm not talking about age of saying, you know, you all of a sudden you become this wise old woman or a wise man. I'm not talking that. I'm talking about as you recall circumstances and where you weren't the best in, in your life, you kind of remember them and try to be a little bit better about it. Um, and I think last time I was talking to you, I told you about the fact that most of our learning, whether it's um, your your family upbringing, what you've learned in school or whatever, it's all about recall. And um, you can recall the some of the happiest moments. You can recall some of the, the moments where you're not the best. However, those recalls are what actually helps you to... It's like your rudder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found myself tapping into that a lot. Like I find myself remembering, like you, you'll remember a situation where, oh my gosh, that, that this applies to now. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, just to touch on the bit about energies, it's, 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 it's not always good energies that we pick up. But for whatever reason, those uncomfortable energies also allow us to learn from them. Yeah. And um, 
again, as as I've I've taken stock of all the people and all the things that I've experienced throughout my life, I've just learned that um, we all need that love that we give. People are uncomfortable. I can't tell you how uncomfortable and how many people, how many times people have asked, "Is she for real?" And yes, because. To go around be as miserable as some of the people that I've and I won't even say miserable to be not open to the fact that there could be an alternative way to look at it is is sadness for me mm-hmm. because they're they're you know they're they're big things in our lives I mean other than you know I, I heard someone on a, on a, a podcast recently talking about some of the three biggest things that you you lose in life and to lose a mother or a parent is one of the biggest I, 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 milestones whatever everything that you can imagine in your life had you had a person that was as dynamic as say as mine was um, even harder but what you find is like as you go along you're you've taken all those wisdom that you've heard and you've gone in there and I'm not going to sit here and romanticize that yeah. you know I was a perfect daughter and I was a this or whatever what I will tell you is that there was always a mad respect for that person firstly as as you, you know like I've always tell people I you're part of the human race first. Mm-hmm. You're a mother, father. The, the, firstly, you're part of the human race. Second part of it is you're a man or a woman. And you 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 kind of don't owe anybody anything. And so I, I don't even know if I'm coming across in the way I want to say that. But the, the fact of the matter is, as we grow and we evolve, we realize that we take how we want to be treated as people and then you start to apply it in your personal life and mm-hmm. and and how it goes so yes you're born you're the son your mom loves you you're the daughter and and you have these dynamics but what we don't what we tend to forget is that there's also that part of woman man mother father you you know what i mean yeah. that you still have to navigate and that you still have to get to a point where you are able to stand out and still respect the people in your life. And I think that's what I aim for. You're able to stand out. Because most, the unfortunate thing, it's not until it's too late that we learned how dynamic the people that we've lost and that we've, it's not until it's too late that we learn how awesome they are. And my goal is, firstly, starting with myself. Who am I? If you don't know yourself, you can't tell anybody else about anything. Right. And um, again, come back to that humbling part where I've been blessed in so many ways to be able to meet many people like yourself mm-hmm. that are open to, because not everybody is open to love. Right. And 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 there's so many. When you love, it's it 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 the capacity to love becomes even bigger. It's kind of like a muscle that you do the reps and it just grows. And and when when you're dealing in that and when you're going walking in that kind of a faith and of any given time you'll have to show it, um, it it becomes a way of being. So I don't I don't question anymore that certain things happen you know with me that's out of the norm or that I I could be in a place and a complete stranger has found me to cry on my shoulder. I I don't take it lightly, but it's not unusual. Right. You know, it's not unusual that I will be on a um a, I make friends no matter where, make acquaintances. Right. And that's the difference. And part of it as you as we've talked about is I try not to judge you. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what kind of walk you've had. Mm-hmm. I can only know my walk. And even those are sometimes, you know. <laughs> but 
is appreciating those the the longevity of you know the people that's been around or you take not everybody's there for the whole season and um I'm okay with that I'm okay with that I'm okay that um there are people that and trust me there's been many I've been a friend to many people but the key of it is taking those and 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 just remembering that there are good points and whatever we are not all here for the longevity we're here for a season we're here a short time so I'll just make it the best of it uh, walk me through your teenage years what were you like into how was uh what like a troublemaker where you come no what kind of what kind of aspir uh, aspirations did you have back then like what what did you want to or you thought you wanted to be when you're in your teenage years I was always about people mm -hmm. and um, I had a lot of acquaintances or a lot of uh, and it was always about you know like acceptance but feeling at the same time knowing that there's always something a little different about me okay you know not in you know like there was a lot of people that you know you kind of pick them up lick their wounds do you know help them bandage themselves up and you carry on and you know i will often said you know there's a thing about me i i give many chances mm -hmm. in terms of um who i am and but I find there comes a point where I don't like takers. And that's a lot of takers in, in, in um, our lives right now. And, and I just don't just mean me. I just mean um, a lot of people don't give back. Right. You know, they, they, you know, like you, for example, I remember I had this one um, young lady that, uh, would call me and I I always remember in the they they're not aware of what they're saying at times you know she called me she goes oh I decided to call you because who else can I call when I'm bored okay and I remember thinking to myself it registered I didn't I allowed her to talk and I remember thinking to myself really you're calling me because you're a thing and happened a couple of times and you know you called me when when it was when it was convenient or something was happening in their lives or whatever right and and then I probably entertained that for a little while and then after a while I was just thinking to myself we do each other a disservice for the simple reason is if you're calling me only for you because you're bored that means whatever I say you're not taking anything from me and that's a wasted conversation and it's a time I won't get back. So what I've found is I no longer tolerate, not, not even tolerate, I no longer entertain too many people like that. So a lot of the time is spent, because I like me, so. <laughs> yep. If you don't like yourself, then you're going to always be looking outside you for other to people to do. Number one I, I mean, I, you know, there are days where you go home. If I have a good cry, I have a good cry. I don't, I don't feel growing up though. If I mean, I remember thinking if I cried, it was weakness, but right. you learn that it's cleansing and it's healing. And, um, and if you learn that different tears represent different things in your life, you know, like when, when. Uh, just to touch on really quickly when because we brought up tears like when when it's a tear of joy and, and it's a spiritual tears you it rolls off your cheeks like a caress yeah it's the most phenomenal feeling ever because those tears are rolling down your cheeks and it feels like I, I want to say it's like a brook like just you that moment that you feel right and then there's tears where you're angry, say of a breakup or a, a thing, and they're bitter, salty, and just that whole emotion that you're feeling. And then there's the ones where the the you're not so sure, so it's a combination of both. Right. But my sweet and salty. Sweet and salty <laughs> at the same time. But the the most telling ones are always the ones where 
that stands out the most is the, that one of anger or that one of um and and it's really telling especially when it's a breakup and and if you tap into that whole thing it it, it becomes like a healing within itself makes sense no you know and 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 i think that's the difference is i actually pay attention to those little subtleties um someone was asking you know what kind of personality are you or you know we we all fall into all those different categories or um thing like that and i remember someone saying you're one of those characters that no matter where you are people gravitate towards you because of your kindness yeah and i thought i really do like that quality about myself well there's certain people that like I said, you walk into a room and everybody just looks at you, not because of what you look like, they just feel But I look it. fabulous, oh, yeah. right? That, that, that's the cherry on top because it's almost like this. Before you even enter the room, somebody's like, it's kind of like this vibration. They're like, I feel this energy. Where, where is that coming from? And then you walk in and you're like, oh, it's I've, I've, I've had that and it's kind of weird because it's just like, you know, you kind of you don't even know you do it mm-hmm. you know it's not something like oh my god i can walk in there no it's not it's nothing like that it's just i always believe or growing up with that thing never let them see you sweat right so that part of part of that calmness actually comes from years of doing that um it doesn't matter what you're doing or whatever your best foot forward and um being able to laugh at myself in, yep. in those situations where, you know what, you weren't so great at it, but whatever. And that's the difference. Being able to say, hey, you know, wasn't so bad. Or I learned recently about something not going the way you wanted. And it's like the best way to neutralize it and, and, and having practiced it was like saying, oh, well. Oh, well is actually a powerful neutralizer. Because it means that at that point, you, you really can't change the situation, mm-hmm. but it takes away some of that angst, if that makes sense to you. And so I find myself using that terminology a lot just to, you know, oh, well, you just kind of killed yourself with all of that two, two donuts. Right. Oh, well, because there then becomes even twice the thing you've overindulged and now you're guilty about it. What was the point? Yeah, if you did it, you did it. You can't. Why are you going to beat yourself down into a depression or into something just because, like, okay. What was the point? Just do better next time. Yeah, like, that that was all. That, and again, that comes with my practice of, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you, there are days where you get home, I've had a good cry, Mm -hmm. and um, get up the next day, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. And those, again, as I said, you know, those healing moments where it's not talking to a friend or it's not talking to anybody else that you're going to find that peace. I get up every day and I pray. I might not um, pray in the manner of which um, you do or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, it's like conversation. I call it conversations with God. Yep. I call it conversations with... Um, my guide that you you know what I mean like people want to put terminology like for example when you know you come up and I've made you feel good about something most people are so uncomfortable with it they want to put a label on who you are I don't like labels Um, did I make you feel better thank you walk away yep. no leap like if I, I i can't tell you i you know you're like so and so i said no i'm me i happen to thing and and you know as, as you touched on before people don't remember what you did what they do is they remember how you made them feel yeah and that can come back years later and that's for another time but i will tell you i've i've come there's so many people that I've come across that I said thank you and I couldn't tell you what it is that I've done nor do I need to know 
um, in order for me to help you, I don't need to know. Um, when I was younger, I'd be caught, you know, tied up on the, the details of it. Don't care. It's not that I don't care about things. The details is relevant to you. It's not relevant to me in that way. So if you're, you're um, sitting down with uh, someone that's helping you, supposed to get walked through your life and makes net sense out of it, it's not their job in a sense. Your their job is to stare you and you know let you look at it in a different way. Mm -hmm. For the hundreds and thousands of people that I've crossed in my life, I would be a basket case if I were to remember all the situations in which I've said something that has made a difference. Right. I'm thankful that it has. You're not keeping score. No, 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 not my, not my job. Um, and as I said, being um, around people, I still enjoy it. If you don't enjoy people, you cannot be in the public. You cannot, because there are all kinds that are coming at us it's right like now. like people that don't like people yet they go into a customer service yeah. facing job. Like, yeah. uh, it, it you just, might want to be in a cubicle. Maybe it, just it doesn't compute. And and you know, simple. We're, we've come uh, we're in a position where it's about technology right now. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of us are physically engaging in a um, thing. And, and it's so funny, like, for example, a smile on the phone. Oh, my God, that goes such a long way. Good morning, how are you today? On the phone. Neutralizes everything that you can accomplish that day. So any business places that you call, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, like, so amazed at how much customer service you can get yeah. just by saying, Hi, good morning. How are you today? I always say that and it almost like stops them in their tracks it, it, too it, because it I guess it stops you them. would think that it would happen more often but no. it seems because I'm like, "Oh, hi. How are you?" and they're like, "I'm the, good. How are you? you?" But it's almost like they stop and they're like, "This this person asking me yeah. how I am. Why?" And not all of like, "Oh, hi. Uh, my phone is not working." All or, of a sudden you become you've humanized the whole experience because how many, like, say, for example, you're that one person that said, how are you today? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you some of the best hour-long conversations have been with Bell Technicians. Apple, with, I remember I've two hours with, with, with Apple. The company. And, and we've, we've talked about the life lessons yep. and walked away from that feeling like, wow, that was not, realizing that, so many times when we get in those kind of conversations, you know it was not about that phone call today. You know you're going to get 100%, but you needed to talk to that person today. Yeah. And I'm always amazed by that. I'm always amazed. I cannot get on the phone or walk into a place without saying, good morning, how are you today? Now, am I going to tell you that the response is always good? No. Especially the ones in person because they're so taken aback by that. Mm -hmm. Because so many people don't acknowledge or look at you in the eye, let alone say hi. Like, yeah. what, what does she want? Damn it. But um, it makes such a difference. I can walk anywhere in the mall or whatever and they will know. They might not know my name, but they will know who I am. For the simple reason that I make sure that you are always validated customer service 101 best service you can ever get is by validating that person's in front of you i've noticed that like now that i'm doing uh, i do uber and uber eats like going into places I, I start going often and one day all of a sudden they're like hey what's up hydro i'm like oh they remember me now but it's something as simple because i've seen other let's say uber drivers will walk in and they're like oh uber i'm like no, you yeah. can't just talk to a barista like that. Like, yes, you're there to pick up your order. Cool, but be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm an Uber driver. I'm here to pick up this. How's your day going? Thank you so for your job. Better. Being grateful for the service they're doing, not just so expecting grateful. it. And I realized, like, there's been places that I've gone that they're like, I'm picking up an order. And just from that interaction of me asking how they are, and what I remember going, I think, picking up a... 
uh, somewhere in Von Mills, one of the food court things. And the guy's like, hey, man, do you want a drink on us? I'm like, oh, yeah. sure, man. Thank you. Like, it took me back. But Simple it was from me being nice to them. Yes. Because most people come in and be like, ah, where's this? Yes. Or give me Simple this. Simple gestures. I mean, goes a long way. I mean, and, and, and especially right now with our pandemic. Especially right now with... Um, all the fact that there's so many people are afraid to touch. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably... People hug me from the weirdest places. Yeah. And, um... Again, thankful. I was, uh... You know, like, it's it just those little things that make you keep going. I, I will give you a perfect example. I went to... Um, I bought... At, from work yesterday, I went to, uh thing and I bought a coffee mm-hmm. and I bought a, a croissant now I know especially with inflation everything being the way it is I know that it didn't cost two dollars and 25 cents I gave the lady 20 and um, she gave me back 17 dollars and 10 cents I took it, but I was conversation, talking to another gentleman that was there, didn't know. I was saying, you know, don't feel any way, you know, I've been here before. Because they basically just put the coffee cup on there and you basically helped yourself. So I was explaining to him how it works. As I said, I did the same thing, don't feel any way. Anyways, I went back to the counter and he looked at me and he says, I really like how you are. And I thought, don't know you, but sure, you have yourself a nice day. Thank you. I went back to the store and I remember thinking, wow, like that's a lot of money back for me. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. She could have been taken out of her pocket, whatever, right? So a few minutes I went back to the store and I said, saw the same young lady and I said, um, can you just calculate how much it would be for, you know, for that? And it turned out it was like $8 almost. Right. And I said, well, I think you... you you charge me a little like that. Now everybody's coming around. He was their problem. I said, back away. There's no problem. She's fine. You know what I mean? So then they took the thing and then you can see all of them kind of looking at me as of going, wow, she did that. Like, you know, the assuming that we would never, it, it was just that so subtle, not expecting that I would do that. Right. You understand me? I, I don't know. It, it's not even a thing. It was just like, she did that? Who is this woman, <laughs> basically? I had, a, I had an experience like that. I think I, I went to, yeah, it might have been a coffee shop. I bought something, but the person made a mistake and gave me my ch- the change back. They gave me $10 yeah. extra. I went back and I'm like, hey, you gave me $10 yeah. more. And they're like, oh, kind of like, why didn't you just walk away? I'm like, no, because what I thought, I'm like, you're going to be short 10 bucks on your cash and then you're going to be freaking out be like where did I make that mistake I just saved you from that headache and I don't need this extra $10 yeah I could have seen it like oh score but then I'm like no it's taken from somebody no but you know what do you know what my answer was to that I turned around and said if you're going to at least walk away with something make sure you don't have to work again what the hell $10 is yeah, going to get like, you I can what, retire what, now what is that going to get you Is you know what I mean and and my doing that just made um, me feel better. Forget about her. I didn't do exactly. it for her. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, you do it for them. But, you know, in hindsight, you do it because, firstly, my conscience wouldn't have allowed it. Oh, that, I would not be able to sleep. <laughs> be like, bro, you, you literally took 10 my, bucks. My, con- my conscience would just no- never have allowed it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so technically, you really and truly do some of the deeds that you do. You do it for yourself. Yeah. You know, you 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 engage in that that conversation because you might want to learn something from it or whatever. But in this case, as we're talking about the 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 service, her customer service was nice. Why would I? Yeah. Just it just doesn't make sense. And I find that it's like it's energy that you're moving. It's good karma that you're putting in your little bank. Because I remember there was a time that. I think I had my last, for some reason, I only had $5 to my name. And I remember seeing somebody on the street that needed those $5 more than me. I'm like, you know what? I don't need it right now. And I gave the five bucks to somebody. Don't I find $5 on the street like 10 minutes after? (laughs) 
I'm just walking. I'm like, oh, look, five bucks. And what did I do with those new five dollars? I give it to somebody else. But do you know why that happened? Because you gave generally with love. With Period. expectation. No expectations. No, oh my God, what am I going to get from this? As most people are calculating mm -hmm. on that. Um, so, so, so even, even, even just talking about that, like, I can't tell you how many times that comes around into play in everyday life and, and, and just being amazed at, I call them footsteps. Yeah. I call them, I like the footsteps of God. I, and I, I will, I will use God because whatever, you know, and, 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 and sometimes I would turn around and I'm just like, so excited and, and, and beside myself because you could see from point A to point B and, and that you were the outcome of that. Oh, oh so awesome. I want to, I want to go a little deeper into the whole giving and almost like learning how to set up boundaries. Cause I'm, I was thinking of a situation with Somebody that I would consider friends, but the friendship have changed because I realized because we were uh, we were close friends, and I realized I, I was kind of not paying attention to red flags or things that they were doing that I had to put some boundaries. It was something like I do photography and video, and not until now I realized like oh they would only call me when. It was like, oh, come in and film us and take photos for this event and stuff. And I would do it from the bottom of my heart because I like I fuck with these people. I'm like, I, I support what they're doing. But I realized when I was on the other side and I needed the help. Remember, I think it was for it, somebody that's in a band and ended up being I was struggling. I literally had no food. And I did something for them, not with expectation, but I was at a point that I needed help. And I remember this person chose to like buy some like $500 shoes or some shit oh, instead of helping me uh, because for the stuff that I was doing that I wasn't getting paid for. And like I said, I was doing it for love, but it made me realize that as much as I want to give, I got to make sure that my cup is not getting empty and then yes i get satisfaction from helping them but then i'm suffering and then it may it showed the true colors of them in a sense that yes i'm only conveniently their friend when they need something um how do you learn and how do you navigate setting up those boundaries with friendships and acquaintances well that that basically comes with getting burnt enough Okay. <laughs> yeah. To the point, that, like, that, okay, I gotta like, stop like, touching this. Like because... to to the point that comes with being burnt enough, and 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 realizing that until we realize what value we would bring to the table, that will continue to happen. Right. Um, and and for me, learning that I'm enough was the biggest hurdle that you get through. I'm. I still struggle with that. I so I, I mean, and, and uh, trust me we will always struggle with that um, throughout our lives. It, it is not something that totally goes away. We handle it better different times that we know ourselves. Um, and knowing that it's not always going to be easy. There are those people that you kind of admire and you want to think, I've never wanted to be like anybody else, but I'm willing to, you know, you go along, you learn, you figure out, and you navigate. But you see, the minute you get to that point where you learned who this person was, mm -hmm. no anger. Exactly. You walk away. Yeah. With no guilt. This person calls. There is there is absolutely no malice, no nothing. And that's how I don't think any one of the people that I've ever not no longer is a part of my life as prominently as they were in the past can ever say that we really have had a falling out where we've things we've had disagreements mm -hmm. um they i i think i've been probably one of the most misunderstood person you know because i'm really not i i observe a lot i you know i'm boisterous a lot but there's a lot that you don't really because most of the times most of those friendships are superficial if you think about it yeah. they haven't taken the ones that 
stand the test of times are the ones that you can actually have that ugly cry with. Yeah. And there are very, very few of those. They embrace you at your worst and at your best. Um, there's very... If you have one of those in your life, you've got many. Because it's that hard to come by. Where, um, yeah, like there, I've had many people in my life that um, I've considered them friends. Um, but I've also been disappointed by a um, thing because they have not known the value of that friendship. Whether it's from my part as well, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a saint, but it's a two-way street. Yeah. Um, I think you find your voice later on when you realize that there is a lot of people that would that have spoken at me for my entire life that had their voice, but mine was stifled somewhere. But what I've learned is when I do open my mouth and when, see, for example, with your friend... Um, if you chose to address it, you become the bad person. Right. Because remember, the person that is doing the taking and taking does not know how to give. And when you put them on the spot to say, I need help here, they don't know how because they've always been takers. So now it becomes up to you to say whether or not you want to continue on that vein. So once you re when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. <laughs> that that is yeah. like the best line ever. But you as a good person or me as a good person want to still talk out and the best side of them. I can't tell you how many times I've gone and made a pitch for someone that was not so much of a good friend but other people could see it. And you just defended them anyways because you're loyal until you realize, oh, wow, that person was really not nice. Right. And um, I, I just, I've just, you, you, you come to that point and if it's bothering me about that person, I'll mill it around in my head for a while. And then when that, there, there's this line that comes up or a tone that comes in my head and it says, enough. I don't ever look back. I really have found that once I've made peace with whatever the outcome is, I don't really look back at that. Or or I've never found it comfortable to go back to that person in the same way. Because I find that most of us um, never really and myself included that you know someone else might be saying that about me and every everything i say i want to want you to understand that i'm not thinking i i, I don't like people preaching at me so i'm not preaching right. does that does that yep. understand um so for me it, it is i've learned so much from so many different cultures i i can't tell you and and for that i'm thankful cuz i found in speaking to a lot of people, they're kind of backwards. Does that make sense? Because they have not opened to any other people telling them anything. I could probably say one or two words in many different language. Most times you learn all the swear words, which I don't. I, 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 I tend to use the profanities when I'm not dealing proper. I told you that. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm uncomfortable or whatever it, and I think when I'm in my thing you'll find them slip out but as a as a rule I try not to why especially now they slip out when you don't want them to yeah. <laughs> when you're not supposed to 100% and you know and all of a sudden that you know you're making this big speech and you know everything is supposed to be all wonderful and all of a sudden that little profanity comes out just totally derails you so I try not to, especially now, you know. However, there are times it warrants it. Yeah. It's just it's just what it is. There when I was younger, talk talking about potty mouth. And um so one of the best things that I can tell you I learned is I, I never heard my mom swear. I think I told you that. Yeah. As old as I am, I never 
physically heard her swear in my presence. And and that's a big deal. That is huge. And yet I was the biggest potty mouth. And I would remember people would say, how do you do that? You just finished saying bah, 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 bah. The, all those bombs. And you go and stand in your mother like you're, you're a saint. I said, even when I didn't understand it, I said, for the mad respect of the fact that she never used it to me, I couldn't very well. It would, it's alien to me. And yet I would go to people's houses and hear these kids that are years younger than me talking and addressing their parents as if they were equals. It used to freak me out. You swear in front of your mother? How could you? Never questioned it, though. It was never my place in your house to question that. But I can't tell you how many households I went into, and it was that. And even even something like sitting down having a cigarette. You know, when I was when I was younger, that was the thing, cool thing. You know, smoke cigarettes to go sit down and have a cigarette in front of my mother. Please, <laughs> never happened. But yeah. But I know it's been been it's been we've lots to talk about. That was just the beginning of our little adventures and babies. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in. I love this conversation with Andrea. We're definitely going to do another one in the future. But to close this off, I wanted to ask Andrea, what would be your best advice to navigate this life of of ours? Be kind to yourself. Um, you know, most of us, whether it doesn't matter how much money or how much I've often said, you know, um, it doesn't matter how much money the, the next guy has, unless you are some kind of miracle, you cannot pay someone to go to the bathroom for you. So it's called equalizer. Be mindful that we're all going through something and, um, the nicer you are to yourself, the nicer you can be to others. And it's not always easy though. It's not always easy. So my my biggest thing is those days where you are uncomfortable, do something nice for someone. It actually takes myself take me out of the you know, that zone. Does it work all the time? Ninety percent. Cause it really and truly what you talk about yourself is really what manifests. Yeah. I remember one day, actually near where we were, um, I went to into a subway. It was in the middle of the pandemic when I used to come and do my hikes. And I went to buy a sub, my lunch, and I I just I was feeling great that day. So uh, there was a lady behind me, and I ended up paying for her food. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No," I'm like, "It's okay." I'm like, I'm, "I just want to give you your lunch today," and she almost broke into tears because she's like. I've been having such a rough day and like this literally light up. She's like, can I get you something? I'm like, how no. about you do it for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. And like, I didn't do it to give myself brownie mm-hmm. points. It just, my heart felt yeah. open that day. And I'm yeah. like, I want to give this other human a little gift. And it comes back because I've been in situations where I needed something and just somebody out of the blue just came and like here. And I'm like, how did you? what it's called footsteps footsteps being able to recognize footsteps in our lives um i'm big on them um that day that you run behind because the a perfect example of footsteps i remember going somewhere and i was late already but for whatever reason, I was meant to be late that day. Mm-hmm. And I got on the subway and there was this young lady and you could you could so tell that she's trying to hold it all in together and, and just navigate. But as a woman, I, I, just as simple as a human being, but more as a woman, you recognize certain things. And you just knew she needed to hear something that day. And and in in to go back to that question where you say how do you navigate the life is being able to come out of your comfort zone and recognize when someone else needs that attention. And 
that particular day with that young lady, I remember, and, and always remember you are, if it's genuine, you are always, always going to be given the opportunity to address that situation. If you, if you understand what I mean. So in this case, I'm going two stops. There is nobody around. And this young woman is on the verge of tears. I got up, I stood beside her, didn't invade. And I said, I just want you to know it's going to be okay. She bursted out crying and the whole nine yards. And I, I just, I said, do you mind if I held your hand? I held her hand and she cried. And I said, I'm gonna tell you something. Tears do not flow with people that don't care. And I'm going to tell you today, I care. So you wipe those tears or you let them run because this is what you need right now. And thank you for sharing your tears with me. You have yourself a nice day. That took two stops before I had to get off. Was I humbled? Absolutely. But when you go and you go from the heart, the words and the right situation always comes Woo. well that's how we're closing this thank you so much andrea this was such an honor and a pleasure thank you everyone for tuning in uh if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast or google podcast please consider leaving a review share it with your friends uh new episodes coming very soon and that's it my friends stay well Stay well. Peace.